0: Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. And you know what? I love it when the law comes to town. Okay, I am legally hype. Okay, it's a brilliant, brilliant podcast. Also, law student. We have A.B. Burns Tucker. Welcome back to the show. We appreciate you always. Okay, this is going to be excellent. Yeah, and I get a lot of things wrong legally, so you feel free to correct me. Okay, just I got you. Throw it out there. Um, Here's where we'll start. A B, um, well, Vince McMahon returns to the WWE, and now his daughter is out. Okay. It was breaking news, if you will, just days after the return of Vince McMahon to the WWE, WWE co CEO, his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, resigning from the pro wrestling organization. As a result of the restructuring, her father Vince is once again. And look what he did there. He's the executive chairman of the board. Now, despite the positive tone of her resignation, the announcement during an employee meeting last week, the optics continued to suggest tension between father and daughter. This past spring, Stephanie McMahon's resignation came amid an apparent smear campaign against her that appeared to come from within WWE. I mean, Hollywood can't write stuff this good. Now, with Vince McMahon, Forcing his way back into the promotion, Stephanie has abruptly stepped down in a move that, well, it was shocking as her initial resignation back on May 19th. She returned to the company, of course, after her father retired, and you remember why, right? Vince McMahon retired as WWE chief executive and chairman in July amid a board investigation of sexual misconduct claims against him. That from the journal, and there's more. He agreed to pay more than $12 million in secret settlements. And that is since 2006, what was he hiding? What was he trying to protect? Background on how McMahon reclaimed control of the company. Mr. McMahon, who has majority voting power through his ownership of WWE's class B stock, said he had told the company that he is electing himself. And two former co-presidents and directors, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios to the board. Confirming an earlier Wall Street Journal report, board had previously rebuffed move to reinstate McMahon. You're not going to do it, I'll do it myself. That's what he said. McMahon is 77 years old. He sent a letter to WWE's board in late December detailing his desire to return to the company he ran for four decades to help guide a strategic review process. The board responded last month in a letter to Mr. McMahon that it was prepared to initiate a review process and would welcome working with him on it. However, it said it unanimously agreed that Mr. McMahon's return to the business would not be in shareholders best interest, okay? So he has communicated to the board that unless he has direct involvement in his executive chairman from the outset of a strategic review, he won't support or approve any media rights deal or sale, the people said. Mr. McMahon had told people he intended to make a comeback at WWE. The journal reported last month, he said he received bad advice from people close to him last year. They advised him to step down, according to people familiar with his comments, that from the Wall Street Journal. I mean, folks, th- this is is juicy, okay? AB, why don't you? um? Weigh in now on how McMahon went about this because I thought when he resigned that it was all just set up and you know, he's coming back. People like that, they don't retire, okay? They don't retire. It's too much
1: power, but he made his way back because he is majority shareholder, right? So he can sneak his way back in anyway, and most people can't really vote him out. He can do what he wants to do. But this is a situation where when you have power and maybe there's something going on in the background that you want to make sure you have your fingers on. So that the right stories get told or they get told in a way that is presentable for yourself, right? Because when you think about WWE, this is a brand. And it's not just a brand for wrestling community, but it's a family brand that he built, right? Um, Which probably makes a lot of sense why baby Steph was like, let me up out of here because I don't want nothing to do with this drama my daddy has going (laughs) on. <laughs> and a little $12 million, he didn't gain little
0: hussies on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, That's the <laughs> legal party, you, but we know what happened, okay? And she knows her daddy too. She knows her daddy. Uh, there's more, AB, just hours after Stephanie McMahon had resigned from the company. Vince McMahon rumored to have sold the company to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund in a move that will take the company off the public stock market. Now he is playing chess apparently the board was playing checkers, AB, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to being a private business it is, he doesn't like other people weighing in. There's just one man in charge and he wanted it to be him. However, by any means necessary, if true the company going private would mean McMahon would no longer be held accountable to a board of directors. I'm gonna do what I want to do, isn't that what he's saying, yeah. WWE's working relationship with Saudi Arabia goes back to 2014. When the promotion held its first tour in the nation, it was expanded through the announcement of a 10 year strategic partnership between WWE and the Saudi General Sports Authority that was in 2018. Through which WWE promotes two annual shows in the country to the tune of around $50 million each. We can stay on this picture. Let's just hang right here for a minute. I don't really watch much wrestling, but I'll watch him. Okay. Okay. Where was I? Along with TMZ Sports, sports reporter Ariel Helwani has claimed that no deal has been finalized. They're saying, don't you know, pump the brakes a little bit. You see it right there. Contrary to reports stating otherwise, last night there is no deal in place at this precise moment. For WWE to be sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund or any entity sources say the organization is still exploring all options, developing. Way in, there's nothing because not everybody, the WWE has many stars. A lot of them seek to cross over, right? We saw that with John Cena, The Rock, the Bella Twins. So, AB, nobody could could stop this, could they, on the board if they said, you know, that's not really the partner that we want here. Um, And the other thing is, what about the talent and the talent contracts? If if I'm squeaky clean, not me, but other people, and they don't want to be associated with a government that they don't support.
1: But you're in a contract, right? So when you start with the contract part, it doesn't matter that you don't like the person that you have contracted with. Right, doesn't matter that on day one when we signed this contract, you were Santa Claus and now all of a sudden you're Putin, right? Doesn't it, <laughs> You signed the contract, so you are stuck until that contract is over with. Or you can breach the contract, right? And you can take the consequences from there. Um, in terms of the sale though i think a lot of this is just like you said he's playing check or he's playing chess and they're playing checkers right so you make people wonder like what's going to happen with the company how could we move what are we going to do if you have enough shareholders to come in to vote and say this is not what we want to do that'd be great but what we know right now is that this mcMahon holds the key to majority of this so at the end of the day it doesn't sound like there are enough shareholders to be able to vote him out or say this is not what we want to do so if i'm looking at from my perspective, there is something internal that's happening that you don't want the world to know, you want to have control Mm -hmm. over what information is being leaked. And that is why you're doing this because other than that you have no reason to be involved. You got the money, you're good to go, you don't need to work, you're 70 some years old, retire, have a good time, live your best life. You obviously was doing that on the side, but let's do it in the forefront, right? And then also, yeah, maybe he is trying to protect his talent, because at the end of the day, right, if this brand goes bad, or if information gets out and this brand is destroyed, well, then your talent goes with it, right? And we have seen corporations go down and they take people down with them. So it could mm-hmm. be a little bit of both, but for the most part, I think it's real personal.
0: Yeah, it sounds definitely personal. And mm-hmm. it sounds like if there were enough shareholders, do you want to be the next one who's a target of a smear campaign? Okay, I'm telling you, the daughter knows the father. Um when it comes to guys like Vince McMahon, here's here's also what I meant because you're right, he's got the money and perhaps he is protecting dark secrets. honestly when when you throw his picture up there and you look at the lighting, I mean, he approves everything, every storyline, every you know public strategy. I think he likes this measure of darkness. And I think in probably 10 seconds, there it is. Okay, look at him. I mean he wants to be a villain. Right, just like he casts these characters and makes them infamous, if you will, and he plays a good one, doesn't he? But it reminds me also that men who seek such power and fame and money, they don't want to go quietly into the night. You know, he 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 doesn't want to do that. We know a guy who somehow ascended to the White House in our country, okay? Because he didn't want to go away. It was never enough. Bankruptcies. It's just never enough for these guys, right?
1: Absolutely not enough, right Like you said, they don't want to go quietly and being that villain right that is what people like to see. it brings the drama, it brings the you know extra and it again it goes along with the whole theme of WWE right It's all fake. Including, yeah. a, including a owner, it's all fake, right? So, but we know what it is, we know yeah. that you're doing this because you love the limelight. But this way you have to be careful with who you give power. Mm. And the reality is, if you will sell your daughter out the way you did mm. and let her suffer the way she suffered, anybody could get it.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right, okay, and there she's cast, look like an angel there, okay? I'm sure she's not, but- Well, we not, know Shane can, all the way either. Thank you, Uh, but compared to her father. But when you said that uh, that perhaps he's hiding something, I get it, it's speculation, we won't know what's under the hood. Um, Do you believe that it could be something that's not just embarrassing, illegal perhaps?
1: Absolutely, right? Cuz these type of people don't mind being embarrassed, right? Like Embarrassment is nothing, that is something easy to clean up in the tabloids. It ain't nothing but to pay somebody to switch it into your favor, right? But when you start having illegal activity, right? When we start seeing bribes, when we start seeing money laundering, just for example, I'm not saying this what he did allegedly, right? But what I'm saying is- oh, when you
0: have these types that of
1: things. Of <laughs> When you have these type of things, right, in the background that maybe people weren't necessarily privy to or that you have swept under the rug for so long, right? Because this was a family business for a long time. Um, and so when you have things like that, I think mm-hmm. you are more Willing to be like, wait, let me get in front of this because my daughter's not going to protect it, right? And I don't want to be exposed.
0: So, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting, but I think you're on to something because if it was just embarrassment, it could just blame it on Meghan Markle like Camilla and them did, you know, and be done with it. That's not what's happening here. It's a lot more, it's a shell game. It's very interesting. Saudi Arabia. Much more to come on that one. We'll continue to follow it. Gwen Stefani she's somebody I always thought was a real one right she's you know, look beautiful wholesome hip cool you know she's got kind of diverse and she's in many different lanes all the things we love about her I don't know what's gotten into Gwen Stefani's head she has had many personas we should say over the last two decades this last year ushered in a phase of her career with the launch of give Beauty but this is not her first beauty line. Before that, we should remind you, there was Harajuku Lovers. I'm sure I didn't say it, right? But you get the idea. Fragrance line launched in 2008, 4 years after the release of her solo album, Love.Angel.Music.Baby. It took inspiration from Japan's subculture for its visuals, marketing, eventually Stefani's own personal style. And see, this is where you start to get in trouble. Stefani with her four uh, Harajuku girls, Japanese and Japanese American backup dancers she employed and named Love, Angel, Music and Baby for the promotion of her album. Jessa Marie Callor, senior editor of Lore and Filipina American, wrote the recent Lore piece revisiting this period in Stefani's career. And see, it's always when they take that look back that you have to be careful, A.B. Calidor offers an opportunity, right? She can't just tease it up very gently. All you have to do is grab the chance. Just, just dial it back. That's not what Gwen Stefani did, okay? She wanted her to address how past projects like this have been the subject of cultural appropriation. As they sat down at an event celebrating gives latest collection, very easy. Surely a publicist would have prepared her for this. Nope. I also included a question about what she felt she may have learned considering its praise, backlash and everything in between. Another softball. She responded by telling me a story she shared with the press before about her father's job at Yamaha. Had him traveling between their home in California and Japan for 18 years. That was my Japanese influence and that was a culture that was so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic with so much attention to art, detail and discipline and it was fascinating to me. She said, explaining how her father who is Italian American would return with stories of street performers, cosplaying as Elvis and stylish women with colorful hair. Then as an adult, she was able to travel and see them for herself. I said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. As those words seemed to hang in the air between us, she continued. I am, you know. She then explained that there is innocence to her relationship with Japanese culture, referring to herself as a super fan. If people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think that doesn't feel right, she told me. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity, a time of the ping pong match <laughs> between. Harajuku culture and American culture, she elaborated further. It should be okay to be inspired by other cultures because if if we're not allowed, then that's dividing people, right? Okay, I'll pause there and let you weigh in, AB. She's a real one, we loved her. I had to put that, loved. We don't like her right now, but perhaps some people are okay with it. It's okay to be inspired by other cultures,
1: it's not okay to steal other people's culture and then capitalize off of it. You're very tone deaf is the thing and you didn't read the room well, because you're not Japanese, baby, you are white you are Italian American, you are a Californian, whatever you want to call it. But why couldn't you, if you were so inspired by their culture, right? Why couldn't you have you found a Japanese artist, right? And, 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 and collaborated with them to help bring awareness to their culture, right? Like Why, why is it, and this is my thing, y'all want to embrace culture so that y'all got y'all culture, Chris, Christopher Columbus, mm. Queen Elizabeth. It, why, y'all
0: don't, why y'all don't ever want to embrace that? Great. Yeah. great what, what? Y'all. Give all, the jewels back. Give, give the jewels back. Okay, it's time. Return them. Give Africa stuff back. Okay. Uh, there's more. The statement AB be made. Calidore reflect. Like Stefani, I am not Japanese, she says, but I am an Asian woman living in America, which comes with sobering realities during a time of heightened. Asian American and Pacific Islander hate. I am a woman who has been called racial slurs because of her appearance, feared for her father's safety as he traveled with her on New York City subways and boiled with anger as grandparents were being attacked and killed because they were Asian. I envy anyone who can claim to be part of this vibrant creative community, but avoid the part of the narrative that can be painful or scary. Thirty-two-minute convo left both Calador and Alore social media associate who is Asian and Latina questioning what they heard. Did she really say that? But during our interview, Stefani asserted twice that she was Japanese, and once that she was a little bit of an Orange County girl. A little bit of Japanese girl, a little bit of an English girl. Surely she didn't mean it literally Or she didn't know what she was saying. Representative for Stefani reached out the next day indicating that I had misunderstood what Stefani was trying to convey. Allure later asked Stefani's team for an on the record comment or clarification of these remarks. They declined to provide a statement or participate in a follow up interview. (laughs) Calador went on to ask, Hia Khan PhD, the Asian American Studies program at the University of Pennsylvania to help clarify the line between inspiration or appreciation and appropriation. Simply put, cultural appropriation is the use of one's groups, customs, material culture, or oral traditions by another group, she said, raises two important factors to consider, commodification and an unequal power relationship. And A, B, isn't that what you're really talking about? It's it's not like she collaborated and said, "Hey, you take the lead even in that collaboration and and help me just appreciate more." That's not what she did. It's
1: not what she did. And she's only getting away with it because of her skin tone, right? Because look at Rachel Dolezal, remember her? She she was she appropriated <laughs> yep. or was she she was at least she was doing the work? At <laughs> least she was in the organization right? So now it goes to questions since you're so fascinated by their culture and what they do. What work have you done for their community, right? Have you stood up for the issues that they have? And that's always the case, is that you're cool with our culture and what we do and the style we bring until it comes to dealing with the consequences. Until it comes to speaking up about the consequences of us dealing with issues on a day to day basis, simply because of our race, right? So your opportunities that you've had worth millions and millions of dollars, how much of that have you given to the Japanese people. How much did you speak up for them when they were arguing for legislation, the Asian community in general, right? Arguing for legislation to protect them. How much of that have you done? This is the problem with stuff like that. Stop stealing our stuff, period. this
0: is a thief. Period. You gotta stop. And and you're exactly right.
1: But that's
0: a culture. Right, this would have been the perfect opportunity, right? She's sitting in this interview talking about how much she appreciates it, Oh, beautiful. And why not say and that's why I was at the forefront. That's why I said, let me talk to Congress, I'm going to do something here. I, We could be wrong, maybe she put her money where her mouth is. Maybe she silently was marching, I don't know, but it's disappointing. There's more in terms of commodification. Stefani has certainly made a lot of money tapping into other cultures for inspiration. Beyond our music, as of 2019, Stefani's brands have brought in more than 1 billion in retail sales. Brands that include Lamb, Harajuku Lovers, and Harajuku Mini. Unequal power relationship between the person with the power, often a white person. We're talking about white people. That's what's going on here, okay? And we just have to be plain speak plainly about it, and the group they claim to be part of can create negative repercussions for the latter, no matter the intentions of the former. While I think lack of awareness is a valid reason, I don't think it's a valid excuse, says Angela Wynn, therapist at the Yellow Chair Collective, a psychotherapist group with an emphasis on serving the Asian American community. A white person doesn't have to face the racism, prejudices, discrimination that a Japanese, Mexican or El Salvadorian person would have to face. They can put on those bits of culture, sort of like a costume. And that's the offensive part, isn't it, AP? She She's playing a part, she's wearing a costume instead of something that's deep within and part of one's culture.
1: Now we had blackface, and this is giving real yellow
0: face. Mm, where have you been? <laughs> been, Where have you been? <laughs> You've been studying. You've had your head down. You've been studying. We need you back. Been, we needed you here. Stayed. Okay. <laughs> because if it, you make we. The therapist is lovely. The professor wonderful. But we have you. I'll read the rest of it. Okay. Professor Win says they can put on those bits of culture sort of like a costume and that can lead to a diluted perception of the minority group. Wayne explains when it comes to the AAPI community, she says it can affect first how AAPI people are perceived. And second, how people perceive themselves, how people perceive themselves. I'll give you the last word.
1: I think that's absolutely true, right, and, and I say that because a lot of cultures, right, of color, we're not invited in these spaces. In particular in the media, right in the forefront. And I think one thing that we're learning, especially in this time now is people feeling like dang, I never saw anyone like me on TV, right? I always saw this particular group who got all the shine and, and right. And so for myself, I just never felt that self confidence because there was never a representation of myself. And so when you take away that representation from a community, we're grateful that you appreciate right, our. Culture culture and what we have going on. But put us in the forefront, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a financial thing right? And even if you enjoy it, you don't got to be the face of it because you're not the face of our culture, you're not the face of our race or however you want to classify it. So you put someone forward who can represent and so that we can see people just like us. And so you can encourage other people to say it's okay to allow someone to represent their culture properly and to support them and be behind them without feeling like you're going to be left behind. Without feeling like you're going to lose out financially. Because seeing someone else win doesn't mean you're going to lose. And watching somebody else lose doesn't mean you're going to win, right? Hmm. But encourage your people to support other people the way you appreciate our culture. Appreciate us, right? Yeah. As people and as individuals. <laughs> and understand that we have children behind us that's going to grow up as well that need to see that representation. We don't always need to see your face.
0: Yeah. We've Period. seen enough Orange County, okay? Or we. We've been inspired by Orange County enough. I couldn't have said it better. And that's the other thing. Yeah, a bunch of other Orange County little girls who are going to think this is okay, it's not okay. Go ahead and apologize, apologize. That's all you have to do. Say you're sorry and move on. It's just going to come back to haunt you. Much more to come. AB Burns Tucker host of I Am Illegally Hype. We love you. We just love you. Much Thank more you. indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. And for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, A.B. Burns Tucker is with us today. Um, You're so beautiful. You're so smart. And then, like, you just get in there. I mean, you'll be a trial attorney. I think you got to be a trial attorney because you got to argue in front of a jury. Um, It's not going (laughs) to be fair to the other side. Host of I Am Legally Hype, law student, extraordinary woman. Uh, Let's see what Mm -hmm. the viewers have to say, A.B. TYT members Gwen Stefania insisting that she's Japanese in that new interview, not backing down. Eileen woke mind virus dragon says, take some advice, Gwen, don't speak. That's great advice. It's great advice. And and we were talking in the break. Don't you think somebody on a team would say, Gwen, pump the brakes. Let's go ahead and clean this up. They're giving us another opportunity. No, Standing by it, okay? Let's see, Phoenix. Canceled. The thing that non POC people of color don't understand is that they'll never have to experience what it's like to experience discrimination and hatred due to the color of the skin that they were born with. And it's that part, okay? You're not getting it because it's not your life. But I get frustrated, AB, with that explanation. I know more than I've ever asked to know about white people. And what it is to be white in America, things that white people enjoy, the differences perhaps sometimes with hair and protocols, just everything, you know, because it's your world. I'm just living in it. And I don't think it's too much to ask or expect that they know a little something. I don't need to be this or that to put myself in another's shoes and say, oh, wow, wow. I mean, how come that's always the excuse? Because they don't
1: subscribe to humanity, right? Their culture has always been to separate human beings and to make a particular set of human beings feel inferior to them. And that is embedded in their DNA at this point. And so as we are working now to correct that, we're realizing how much work it takes. And what we are learning is that they don't even know why they are how they are. So now not only are we having to teach them to respect our own, now we've got to teach them about them too because they didn't even know.
0: Yeah, I think you put it beautifully. Um, A couple more comments for you. Bernie, the Kiwi Dragon, okay, heavy Japanese influence, but that doesn't make you Japanese, Gwen. I mean, it actually sounds silly. You sound silly, okay, with this nonsense. Uh, Vince McMahon, (laughs) unretiring, this is more than a boss move. Okay, who knows what's going to happen? Saudi Arabia, a reported deal, it's being denied so far. Hubert Ellis, and there it is, the chaos has finally begun as soon as he returned. And one more, YouTube, Robin, AB and Sharon, yay, two queens on the same stage. I love sharing the stage with you, AB. And this is, everybody knows this next part of the show, it is just um, it's a case study, if you will. I love to watch them, I and I can't wait for you to react to this one. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In, Sunday? You you're must feel threatened. Back off! I said, "Come there's an African American man threatening my life. Sir, what do you say? I want a video. Do you want me
2: to yeah. call,
3: call you the police? Video. see something? Huh? Bitch. Oh, my own country Chinese down yeah, yeah. So f- bitch keep walking make me walk
2: keep walking yeah, let's go mean. let's go bitch you gonna call me Go back to my own country I'm going here oh make sure you're country right yeah oh. why don't you go back to country this is yeah you an f- aboriginal I'm
3: I'll put
0: belong. Retreat, okay, got a big mouth racist disgusting male Karen there. Retreat. And to me, AB, this male Karen who has done this clearly, I don't need to, and you can give the legal disclaimer, but I don't really need to know more. I know he's done this before, he's done it repeatedly. Okay, that is someone who has done this repeatedly and attacked people. And you know what they say, you be careful now because you might get the wrong one. Or in this case, I think the right one. I think he got the right one. And I saw that this male Karen had fear, worry, confusion. It was confusion on his face.
1: Cause he thought he was messing with a softy, but anytime somebody <laughs> put their chest out and hit you with one of these, mm-hmm. oh, they from here <laughs> and they whatever everything you with So don't play yourself, but it's the audacity for me. See, he didn't think, oh boy, I was gonna try him like that. I I don't advocate for violence. I really don't. But sometimes, what they say, you spoil a rod, you spoil a child. Mm, and You brought I, you brought it to him, Karen. Well, okay. You. you and you should have been ready for the smoke because that's
0: what he was ready for. Period. Right, about to get real hot up in there. I just think it's this happened in El Monte, California. Mm-hmm. And the part where the male Karen says, you know, I fought for you. What are you talking about? I fought for this country. So that gives you the right to stereotype someone. He stereotyped them not just you know, based on race, but he stereotyped in and said, you know what? These are people who are not going to fight back and I can push them around. And as you alluded to in our last segment, these are people who you think you're superior to. And that therefore their feelings, they're not human, they don't matter. I. I think we have to be specific
1: when people say they fought for this country because mm. anyone who was really like in the military and actually fought for this country will tell you that then when they're on the battlefield, they don't care what color, what race, what gender, what you used to be, what you are today, what you could have been, they don't care. All they know is that we are on one accord so that we can survive and do what we need to do. So we need to be real specific. Like well, you fought for this country how? Like was you at January 6th fought for this country?
0: Yeah. Or
1: were you actually Mm -hmm. in the military and did, you know was in the service and did what you needed to do. And then if this is what is being produced from people that fought for this country to stop fighting, stop fighting for us. Because we're clearly not on the same report, period. We're good. We're
0: straight. Right, it definitely looks like he could have been one of the ones with the feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I don't know if he was there. So maybe you want to go ahead and give another legal. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, But, but same shoe size, okay. And then there's this update. This is one of the most vile, disgusting acts. Um, there's many of them that we have to, unfortunately, bring to light on on this program. Indisputable. This part, okay. We now know more. The man who sprayed a homeless woman has no remorse because he's superior and she's not human. Okay, so let's revisit it just so you can get the stank that we had to see yesterday. Now I do have a legal question AB, but I'm going to start with this. His name is Collier Gwyn. He's the coward. The person who was just so vile and disgusting and thinks that it's his place to spray this woman. Just disgusting. My legal question is, if he owns the gallery there and we believe he does, okay? Crack investigative team has just been all over the story. Is the sidewalk his too? Is the sidewalk his?
1: The thing is, it depends, but that also doesn't give you the right to assault anyone. Assault. And that is assault. Right, so no, regardless of whether you own the sidewalk or not, whether that is a part of your ownership territory, you don't get to assault someone. And and let's just be clear, it didn't work in the
0: 1960s when they did it. Mm. And so it's probably not going to work now. Yeah, I got images now, black and white footage going through my head, okay? And you have reframed my legal question and I like yours better, okay? It doesn't matter who owns the sidewalk, that's assault. The footage yes. drew outrage, AB. Many polled but the man with the hose, Collier Gwyn, told SF Gate he'd do it again. No remorse, no embarrassment. When who owns the art gallery next to Barbarossa Lounge, which is not affiliated with the popular bar, told the outlet, and by the way, Barbarossa put out a statement, they made sure you knew. Don't put us with him. We're not with him. Uh, Here's what Gwen told the outlet in that situation. The street was being washed and she refused to move, she started screaming. We heard her profanities and becoming very belligerent. And at that point, the cleaning on the street was directed more in front of her. Well, you'd be belligerent too and profanity and scream. That's okay with me. Somebody's taking a hose and spray violating you. What do you expect her to do, say good morning? Gwen said that the woman has been in front of his building and adjacent businesses for almost two weeks. He added that he has called the San Francisco Police Department up to 25 times seeking assistance. And that the person was told by officers from the San Francisco Police Department that morning that she needed to move. I think he should be charged calling the police 25 times. Why are you calling the police 25 times? That's crazy. Clearly they're not going to arrest her. So he should be charged with something and maybe you can come up with something AB. Use your legal mind for that. What could he be charged? Twenty-five times you're calling the police on one woman. One woman. It's who you are. It's who you are. When asked if he would have made different choices, when doubled down. This guy's a piece of work. Nobody can get into their stores or into their offices. That's not what I saw. Consequently, you know, if she got wet when that was happening, this is passive aggressive. It was because she was there getting wet. She did not move when she was told by the police. By the paramedics, by the social services that she needed to move. And yet, AB, I don't have any documentation. I'm looking for the police, the paramedics. Nobody else took a hose to her. Nobody else? They wasn't
1: supposed to because she was technically, right? We don't, again, we don't know the ownership status, but she was on the sidewalk when people were cleaning the street. She was on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and if they asked her to move and she didn't, well, then that was her prerogative. It was This is a problem when you don't have consequences for your actions, and then you just double down on them, and you find a justification for treating people nasty. But what I'm telling you right now is that people aren't not coming to your establishment because they couldn't get through because of that lady. They're not coming because you're a nasty person.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You're you have a nasty history. person.
0: You're nasty? Yes. You're just nasty, nasty and you're mean. You're very mean, okay? You're very mean guy. And he looks like a guy who wears those, what are those? Brutal Molly, those shoes, those expensive shoes. If someone were to spill something on those those expensive shoes of his, are you kidding me? Okay, by accident. I'm not even talking about on purpose. That guy, that place. In statements to the outlet, San Francisco Police Department said the officers first responded to the scene at 840 AM Monday regarding an adult female who was blocking a business doorway. So that's me, false reporting, okay? Police said the woman complied with an officer's request to move and according to officers responded to the hosing incident that was at 1204. So it was not done a couple hours later, he said I'm gonna do more as a possible assault. Thank you, but both Gwen and the woman declined further police action at that time police well, said it is still investigating the man San Francisco Street Crisis Response Team provided multiple service options to the woman i want to pause again the the footage is out it's going viral ab the woman didn't want to pursue it possible assault they didn't say that spraying the hose was not an assault they said both people didn't want to pursue it if they had the footage does it matter if she wants to pursue it it
1: depends right um and we'll say because it depends on the capacity of the police department of the DA's office what they really want to deal with right because at the end of the day even with the footage um, that's just one piece of evidence if you don't have the victim to um, confirm that this is what happens and it's really not a good case right um, not something you really want to take to trial I think part of it too um, she, she may have like some mental health issues right which could be a, a huge issue in a deal because what we don't know is what happened before the footage right the only thing we know is his statement that he has been Given and then what we see during the footage. Now, obviously what we see is an assault, allegedly, right? But we don't know anything that happened before or after, which is kind of the issue with having just video footage as evidence. You always want something else to back it up just in case. So if she is not going to necessarily participate in the investigation, it would make it harder to get a conviction.
0: Harder to get a conviction in court with a jury. We'll just take it to the jury of the streets then. Okay, thank you for answering that legally. We'll just leave it to the streets, AB, that's what we're going to have to do with him. San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing told the outlet in an email that it cannot comment on specific cases. But in general, for individuals who are not ready to accept the services HSH has to offer, continues to they'll continue to outreach and build motivation to ensure services are available when they are needed. Okay, they'll just keep working with them. Barbarossa's lounge owner, Arash Gonadin, told SF Gate he's frustrated by the fact that the woman has not received assistance and was adamant that Gwen spraying her was not the way to handle the situation. It's just ridiculous. He added that he and other business owners have called both the police department and social services to try to get assistance for the woman who has sometimes block the entrances of local businesses. But nothing has changed. She said last Friday, six to seven police vehicles responded to incidents in the neighborhood directly related to her actions. So yeah, she she perhaps is in crisis, it seems. If the police can keep coming back, I mean, who are these people? I know some people call in some neighborhoods, they, they don't show up for hours, but apparently they have enough manpower. Police have enough manpower to keep investigating this one woman. I'd like to look into that, but that's just me. I'll give you the last word and maybe you can tackle it because if he's this belligerent and believes he's right and can do as he wishes. I don't see how this won't happen again, AB. It's definitely
1: going to happen again, right? And I think the reality is that this woman is just unhoused. She's not a criminal, right? Um, she may be a nuisance, but she's not a criminal. <laughs> she might be blocking entrances, but she hasn't committed any crimes, right? And so yeah, that is something to question why the police have so much time to come out for something like this, and not for other situations. By the end of the day, she's not a criminal. This will happen again, and
0: hopefully his business gets shot down. Stop going over there, Stop supporting. <laughs> This is I'm going over there. And by the way, Mr. Gwyn, you're the nuisance. I think you're a nuisance. Okay. Absolutely. And I hope somebody does spill something on the shoes, no matter how much they cost. Much more, Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed. In for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, we're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed. In for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, our wonderful co host, our legal mind today, if you will, A B Burns Tucker. I am legally hype. Um, I love it and I think you're great. Uh, let's get some viewer comments. TYT member uh, Scented Kerfuffle says, Jesus, if you are born here or live here or became a citizen, this is your country. What's wrong with these races? We're asking the same thing, uh, that in reference to the male Karen who um, really stepped to the wrong, wrong American in this case. Um, updating uh, Mr. Gwynn, is it, just ridiculous out in San Francisco who sprayed the uh, unhoused woman, no remorse. Mickey C. silver hair dragon says that disgusting little man stood there looking in her face the entire time. How could he look at her, not only see a human being, but one who is in need? It's just um, outrageous. Um, Let's see, let's give you one more. See Michael Henson. Thank you for your contributions. I love it when these male Karens get their smoke that they claim to be looking for. This was a true example of I wish Karen would, okay? And that's what happens sometimes. It's what happens. And I've seen it runs AB across the spectrum, okay? I've seen middle aged men. We had a granny, a granny Karen get hers in a convenience store last week. Got knocked down. Candy bars, everything flying. Her skirt flew up. She asked for it, okay? Again, you're right. We don't condone violence, but she's asking for it. And when you get up in the wrong person's face, things happen. Then there's people who are just minding their own business, okay? They really serve this country, I think honorably. Army vet sues to Virginia. This is one of the worst cases, okay? You may remember this one. He's suing two Virginia cops for a million dollars after they assaulted him. And that's what it is. Let's watch the video.
3: Keep your hands outside the window. Get out of the car
2: now. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Yo, well guess what, I'm a veteran too. I learned to obey. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. What's going on? You fixing to ride the lightning, son? Get out of the car now. Get out. Work with us and we'll talk to you. Get out the car. You received an order. Obey it. I'm honestly afraid to get out. Get out. Yeah, you, you should be. Get out. What's get out. On? Get what's out, out, what's out the do? car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped for a traffic violation. You're not cooperating. At this point right now, you're under arrest. For, you're being detained. Okay? You're being detained for obstruction justice. I violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You have to be me why I'm being stopped. Really? Get, your get hands out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. Get out of the car. Get your hands. Off you know what? Hands off Not a problem. Hands off Back up, Daniel. I I'm actively serving this country and this is how you're gonna treat me. Back up, Daniel. I didn't do any Back up. Whoa, hold on. Daniel. What's going Hold on. I just dropped it. <laughs> just just get out of the car now! Sir, yeah. just get out of the car! Kind of please- <laughs> Get out of the car and get on the ground. I don't even want to reach my seatbelt. You- Take your seatbelt
0: off and get out of the car. So difficult to watch that. It's just so difficult to watch that. And it's so so classic of what we've seen too often in this country. He's actually in uniform. He's actually speaking like a human being. Instead of having some kind of freak out meltdown and wanting to reach for every little goody, every little thing in the goodie bag, his police, pepper spray and everything else. Aren't you supposed to de-escalate? I guess couldn't see his hands. Oh, that's right. They were outside of the driver's side window. And he's saying, I don't know what's going on. Is this a traffic violation? Why, why are you talking to me this way? Why are you doing this? But there's more. They finally got him out of the car. And still, there they go again. You're gonna do what you're told, get out of the car. Ma, look, take your seatbelt
2: off and get out of the- look, Take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are <laughs> out. Take your seatbelt off and get my, out of the car. Out. Don't reach in there, Daniel, don't reach in there. My hands are out, please. This is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right get now. Get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be if you just complied. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine, take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight onto the ground. Straight onto the ground. Get on the Can ground. You talk to Get me about on the ground now. On. Get on the ground or you're getting sprayed again. Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's Get on the going ground. on? Get on the ground now. Can you please talk to me about ground. what's going oh, on? Ground. Can you please talk to me about what's yes, going sir, on? Yes, you, Why am I being treated like this? Because you're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Why am I being treated <laughs> like this? This is really messed up. This is really messed really <laughs> up. Sorry, well,
3: just, please, just this one really, This is uh, really
0: being treated like that. You're being treated that way. Lieutenant Karan Nazario, because you're black, just because you're black. We gotta stop messing around here and stop mincing words. You're being treated like that, Lieutenant, US Army, because you're black and a fool in a badge who back in high school, the captain of the football team stole his girlfriend wants to have control over you. I guarantee you it's either that story or something similar. It is disgusting. You, you, Lieutenant Karan pepper sprayed, you saw it, struck, handcuffed by Windsor, Virginia police. Don't you feel safe, Windsor? I bet you feel real safe if you live in Windsor. Ooh, Real safe, real clean. Never arrested though, during that 2020 traffic stop. Went viral after he filed a lawsuit last year that is now finally being Heard and let me just pause there, AP, because hmm, if it required all that and you're discharging pepper spray and I think assaulting the U.S. Army lieutenant, but you don't arrest them, isn't that very telling? Absolutely telling. Um, There's
1: a lot of issues with this stop. So first of all, this is supposed to be a traffic stop. Officers are supposed to let you know why you're being stopped and what the issue is. That never occurred. Then we can tell that this officer didn't know what he was doing because he was like, you're under arrest. No, he not. Oh, you're being detained. T- I mean, you're being detained because at this point now you have to read him his Miranda rights and you have not Mirandized him. So that's a whole nother issue that we're getting into. But there's just so many issues with this traffic stop that it should have never warranted this man being pepper sprayed or violated in this manner. He should have asked for more than a million. They ain't got it, but
0: he should have asked for more. Yeah, that's a chump change based on what I saw there. Okay, you're lucky I'm not on that jury, okay? Windsor does not have that, but they don't have enough money, you're
3: right. They don't have the money.
0: Trial is scheduled for Monday. He will argue to a jury he was assaulted falsely imprisoned and that his vehicle was illegally searched. And our legal mind, I think she's made the case for Are you sure you don't we can we get you to Windsor? I don't know that he'll need you, but it's, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. Nazario is suing the cops involved Joe Gutierrez. And you should look down, you should be ashamed, okay? And there's Daniel Crocker on the right, he's the one I suspect. The football captain probably stole his girlfriend and so he joined the police force. Later on, a few years later, he joined the police force. And this is who you have. This is who taxpayers are supporting, (laughs) crazy. Crocker is still on the force, really? Windsor, look at your life. Gutierrez fired in April 2021. The same month, Nazario filed his lawsuit. August 4th, special prosecutor determined Gutierrez should not be criminally charged, but should be investigated for potential civil rights violations. What about what about his partner there? And then there's the one shy officer. I'll call him. Don't don't reach in there. Don't reach in there. You yeah, know, it's just crazy. The whole thing's crazy since the traffic stop Nazario has developed anxiety, depression, PTSD. Sometimes you get these cases, people throw in everything but the kitchen sink. If you don't think this man is suffering from all that, really? According to the lawsuit, that's what he has. He's been unable to leave his home at times due to hyper vigilance regarding the potential for harassment by law enforcement. Guess what, Lieutenant, it's real. Court filings have that. A psychologist found that Nazario, who is black and Latino, suffers from race based Trauma associated with violent police encounters which can exacerbate injuries in ways that do not commonly affect the white populations. You're talking about somebody who's perhaps been in combat, but it's back home, just driving with his dog, and now he has PTSD. That's where he was diagnosed with it. Officers involved not only assaulted Mr. Nazario, but pointed their weapons directly at him and at some point during the encounter threatened to kill him. Sue alleges, Mr. Nazario recalls he thought he was going to die that evening. I thought we were going to see that too. Thank God he's alive. Thank God he lived to sue because I thought he was done. Okay, you calls that amount of chaos and drama and violence. I thought he was gone. The men deny ever threatening to kill Nazario. They contend that Nazario misconstrued Gutierrez's statement that Nazario was fixing to ride the lightning. Well, what are you talking like that anyway? Innocent till proven guilty. I don't know what he, he could have been having a medical emergency. I don't know what traffic violation there is. Why are, you, why are you saying that anyway? It's not helping. Gutierrez spoke those words while holstering his gun and drawing his taser and was referencing his stun gun, not an execution according to the court filings. I don't really think you're credible, Mr. Gutierrez. You're fired. Crocker and Gutierrez argue. They performed their duties within the law after Nazario failed to immediately pull over. He went to a well lit area. I thought that's what they taught us. Refused exit his vehicle. Plus a federal judge already found they had probable cause to stop Nazario for an improperly displayed license plate and to charge him with eluding police as well as obstruction of justice failure to obey. i B, I'm gonna pause for a second because. When I read that about the judge, it it feels like, it seems like, it is perhaps like that. The system's not for us too often. It's not built for us. Why do you think I mean- a black person would go to a well-lit area? Hmm
1: the way Trump keep eluding prosecution is not for us, right? We know that the way our prisons are filled with more black men than a little bit. It's not for us, right? The way that majority of the judges that you see and lawyers that you see are not African American. What 2% of lawyers are African American, the system is not for us. It wasn't built for us, we didn't write it, we didn't help create it. And they refuse to give us more opportunities to try to fix it so that it is more inclusive. So that's what it is. Then we're talking about a federal judge. Well, it depends on when this federal judge got their position. Because we know Trump took over the Mm -hmm. federal judge appointments when it was his turn. So you can start there. And I think federal judges look at these type of issues a lot differently than a state judge would right at the same time. Then you have to be careful because some of these federal judges don't even have the type of background that they need to be making decisions on these type of cases. Only the best
0: people, okay.
1: So that's a whole nother thing within itself. Um, but that's not what I saw in this video, I didn't see obstructing justice. I seen that man made sure that he was in a safe space. You go to a well lit place, right? Because you don't know who these people are. How many times have we seen cases of people pretending to be police officers, right? And then you end up in a situation. He went to a well lit place. You have two white men, right? Um, with guns and yelling and screaming at you. This man never posed a danger. He followed directions once he pulled over, he was in a park parking lot, a parking structure. He is asking questions. What did I do? Which is what you're supposed to explain. Y'all got mad because this person didn't let you trap him. That's mm-hmm. what happened, y'all got mad because he had common sense and he protected himself as a black man and y'all didn't feel like he had the right to do that. But he did and this is why one of y'all gone now, and like I said, I hope he win his lawsuit because everything about this encounter seemed out of pocket to me. And y'all did not follow y'all training structure at all because it's a traffic stop. We are All of this happened, no one should ever get pepper sprayed or assaulted because you can't see their license plate.
0: And the lawsuit is a, is a positive step forward, although they're, they're trying, they're trying him every step of the way. Because what else is going on in Windsor? How many other black and brown people are being attacked by the state? The jurisdiction. Besides Nazario's lawsuit fallout from the traffic stop includes a lawsuit brought by the state attorney general, alleging Windsor discriminated against black Americans. I know you're not supposed to prejudge a case, but. I say yes, okay, I say yes. US District Judge Roderick C. Young also narrowed the scope of Nazario's lawsuit. August, Young ruled the federal immunity laws shield Crocker and Gutierrez from Nazario's claims that they violated his constitutional protections against excessive force and unreasonable seizure, as well as Nazario's right to free speech by threatening him. With arrest if he complained about their behavior. So they, I mean, that's classic, you know, mobster type behavior. they better not tell anybody or else. You won't see. Nazario can present claims under state law, false imprisonment, assault, and battery to a jury, the judge ruled. Was it gonna be a Windsor jury? Because I don't think I like that very much. Not from what I see so far. The judge also found Crocker liable for illegally searching for a gun in Nazario's SUV, leaving the question of damages. On that point to a jury. Nazario had a concealed carry permit. He's legal. He knows his rights. As a black man, he too is allowed to carry. I know you don't like it, but that's what's happening. It's happening. Okay? He has a permit. Jury will also consider whether Gutierrez is liable for illegal search. The former officer denies he knew Crockett, Crocker rather, was conducting the search. Really? Because you were bossing Daniel around. Don't don't go don't do that, Daniel. Just get back. Let me hit him again with the pepper spray. Okay get it all over his army jacket. It said lieutenant, by the way. It said lieutenant, guess he's a nobody and I want to know really, A. will give you a last word on this, but I think the dog should have a case, but I know what you're going to say about that. The dog was back there choking. They didn't help either one of them.
1: I mean, we have animal cruelty laws, so it could happen. Creative,
0: okay, I want (laughs) you to be my attorney,
1: okay, (laughs) yeah. There's a possibility for that. I was still on behalf of my dog. My dog ain't been the same ever since. It's probably it sleep all day. I would absolutely make a claim for that, at least in the civil court, if nothing else. At the end of the day, but yeah, I mean, and even at this point, you put another officer in jeopardy because when you, after you pepper sprayed this man, you walked up on him, swallowed the pepper spray, you okay. had to tell Daniel mm-hmm. to stay back because you knew Daniel was going to get in trouble too. So Daniel, you need to sue him too, because Daniel, yeah. you out of pocket, but you need to sue him too for having you out of line, because it looked like you you might have tried to get it right, because you was like, I don't wow. understand what's going on, but. You need to steal him too, Daniel. Make him pay your one million. I love it. I don't know. I don't know
0: what your ultimate is or what you aspire to be. I I want you nominated for the federal bench, Supreme Court. I honestly I want you opposite Josh Hawley. I want you opposite Senator Josh Hawley and get him all the way together. You know, that's what they need. Um, there's still more heartbreak and disgustiness. Denver. This is what people need to understand It's the taxpayers money. Okay, there's no one's getting damaged here. The city police department, whatever. Denver though is paying a couple $325,000 because they were shot by police with pepper balls. Here's what happened 2020 during a George Floyd protest in Denver, an innocent couple. I think most of the protesters are innocent too, okay? But this couple had nothing to do with anything, either side. They just happened to be in the area. Driving by, Denver police shot at the car with pepper bowls. Now the city is paying up, watch. Pregnant woman in the car. Did you hear that? He's saying, you're shooting at a pregnant woman in the car, okay? They had nothing to do with this. And then they kept shooting at them. They just kept going target. I didn't see any imminent threat. I didn't see the vehicle move not one inch until they stopped firing. Okay, let's tell you more about it. Denver City Council approved the settlement payments totaling $325,000. There's the couple Brown, Brittany King. Sued the city in 2021 for their injuries. Their federal lawsuit states the couple was working for food delivery service DoorDash. I told you they had nothing to do with either side, though that would be their right. They were working for DoorDash. <laughs> May 30th, 2020, when they drove near Civic Center there during the protest. Again, you don't know where everyone's going to be. I'm just delivering some food, and they're doing it as a couple because you know nighttime makes sense. Pepper balls, small plastic balls filled with irritant chemicals. She's pregnant, burned the eyes and skin, struck Brown in the face, struck King in the stomach through an open car window. As they're taking target practice. Video shows that there were no large groups of protesters nearby. Brown suffered laceration, bruising. King suffered a broken right hand, chemical burns, bruises. The video shows that there were no large groups of protesters nearby. So the cops were playing around and they decided to just have fun, right? I didn't see the police in any kind of defensive, no kind of defensive position there. It was like they were playing paintball. It was crazy. No longer, <laughs> There was longer rather term damage to this couple. Never mind the, what they went through mentally, there is physically. Pepper balls saturated the inside of their car with chemicals. Brown and King were just trying to make it in this world. They were living in their car at the time, according to the suit. Pepper balls rendered it unlivable. You know, it's not the movies, folks. Like once you you release this these these chemicals, the car may never be right anyway. Forget about just the physical damage. Once you release the chemicals in there, it's not like it just dissipates and oh let's just keep delivering food, DoorDash. That's not what happened. King suffered complications to her pregnancy due to exposure to the pepper bowl chemicals. Makes sense, according to the lawsuit. The child has shown developmental delays since her birth. This is so ignorant. May 2020 George Floyd protests. A B. All of us. Well, we were inside anyway, but we had to stop. We stopped, Everybody just stopped what we were doing. And we couldn't turn away sadly, as that idiot was kneeling on George Floyd's neck. And days later, this is what you're doing in Denver? This is, what did you tell your police that night when they suited up in all of their armor and whatever else they thought they needed to go to war against a pregnant DoorDash delivery driver and her man? They, they, they needed really high caliber weapons and a gang of them. And I think gang is the right word AB. What did you see in the video? Um, I guess from a legal standpoint and a humanity one.
1: So first and foremost, if you are that scary, please stop applying and be police. Those are not the type of people that we need on our police force, like to protect and to serve. Let's start there. I saw a lot of violations, right? Because we have a constitutional constitutional right to a peaceful protest. That doesn't it doesn't say that only the protesters have to be peaceful. The police oh. should be peaceful as well. Yeah. So that's it. what I saw. I saw a violation of our rights. And yeah. I saw a police department that could care less about the human beings that they're supposed
0: to be protected and serving. And I, they could still care less. I'm going to go ahead and move on, but I should tell you, I'm looking, where's where's the, where's my research? Where, I don't see here where the police were disciplined and arrested, so I'm sure. And we have a crack team here. So here we are again. But they'll take, now they, they've confirmed it already, okay? I told you, they're very good. They've confirmed what they looked into this fully, the police. And $325,000 is not enough. It's not enough. Much more to come. This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We are honored to have AB Burns Tucker with us today. We appreciate you. Much more to come. Welcome back to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed, filling in for the good doctor today. Let's get you some viewer comments. YouTube, Winston Sayer, that young man deserves a big fat bag at a nice house on the hill. Thomas, Valor, we appreciate your contribution. And you know what? I think you're right. I'm reading Thomas's comment here, and I don't mind being wrong or corrected. I think he's right. You have to stop saying it's the kids that got bullied that are cops. I said it, not AB. They were the bullies. They were the football captains. You're right, Thomas. I think you're absolutely right. All the jocks and football players that called me names and beat me up. Are cops? Ooh, I'm a minister. Let's move on because we need a feel good, a feel good story now. And this is it, okay? Teenager getting top military honor for saving a friend's life. You deserve this. You deserve the best. After saving the life of his friend who was shot while attending a birthday party, Philadelphia teenager Kahim Bailey Taylor has been honored with one of the highest. And rarest achievements a student can receive. He's ROTC, okay? Medal of Heroism. They just don't hand those out, okay? This is real. Background on Kahim's heroism Wednesday, August 17th, 2022, Bailey Taylor left the row house where his cousin was having his 17th birthday party on North Bonzel Street. Getting about halfway down the block, he heard gunshots, ran back. To the house. When he went inside, he saw four people shot: three of his cousins, and his friend and classmate at the academy. So that's step one. He ran towards the gunfire. Okay. Quick assessment allowed Bailey Taylor to determine the severity of the injuries and figure out what measures needed to be performed to preserve life. The cool under pressure. Okay. Rendering aid. He noted his cousin's wounds were not life-threatening. This is a teenager, but that was not the case for his fellow cadet. The other student had been shot in the stomach. His injuries were according to the team potentially fatal. He needed to be rushed to the hospital ASAP. Before authorities arrived on the scene, Bailey Taylor jumped into action, leaning on the first aid instruction he learned from his studies and the JROTC. He listened, he put it to use lifeguard, that's what he was being instructed to do. And he used the training. He took off his hoodie sweatshirt, used it to apply pressure to the friend's stomach wound. Within minutes two officers arrived and Bailey Taylor told them what he knew about the shooting, what he had done to stop the bleeding. The officers placed the boy at the back of their patrol vehicle. Bailey Taylor also got into the cruiser sitting next to his friend providing support. Court, in whatever capacity the officers needed. The victim was taken to Temple University Hospital. He got life-saving surgery. On the way, is to a nearly complete recovery. Every step of the way, A.B. Kahim Bailey Taylor did the right thing. Had he, it would have been okay in human nature to go, get out of there, run the other way. His, cadet, his fellow cadet could have bled out though. It's remarkable.
1: I agree. These are the type of people that should be police officers when they grow up, right? People that can think on their feet, people that can stay calm and think and figure out what do we need to do? What information do I need to share? Not people who so scary that they would have ran off and left a friend somewhere. So shout out to this young man, he deserves the honors that he received. And not only is he like a great friend, but that's a great human being Mm -hmm. to be in a position that terrifying. And to just be able to
0: just work under the pressure. So shout out to him, he deserves Mm -hmm. that. I love it. And I love this story for another reason. And again, he got the medal of heroism, it's so rare. I love this story because training matters. We talked about how he learned first aid, how to be cool under pressure, and he put it to you. Some people go into shock, they can't do it. He's built for this. But I love it because if you want to stamp out racism and you want to teach people to treat each other better, not hurt each other, not spray water on people and shoot pepper balls. When there's no threat, stop it, okay? If you want to do that, you have to see them. Look, he said a wonderful human being. He a wonderful human being. And if you just see him for that, are you going to be able to shoot him in the back? Are you going to be able to gun him down? I don't think so. I'll give you the last word. We're almost out of time. AB, I've enjoyed being with you.
1: No, likewise. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. And I agree with you, right, to see people as human beings. And I think that is what happened is he saw a human being in need, whether it be his friend or not. And he rose to the occasion because I would have panicked, (laughs) <laughs> I would have panicked, right? So it's it's a blessing to have that type of training. And this young man is a blessing. And he just deserves all good things to happen to him. And I'm
0: grateful that we got to end on such a positive note. Me too, I am legally hyped. We love you. I still want to get you to you. Windsor, Virginia for the lieutenant's trial. Okay, okay just do a security check there. <laughs> we love you. Until next Thank time, you. this is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I've enjoyed filling in.
2: Welcome to Indisputable.
1: When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will,
3: treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
2: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. redlining in this
0: country, mm-hmm. it was a
2: white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's well, a racist policy, racist policy. Shelly, here's what, what I, I don't to. know. I don't it's know, see, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it, though.